Borealis Entertainment presents Get Lost So You Can Find Your Way Home, a podcast memoir by M.K. Law. Chapter 18 The Consultant. You ever met someone that you know is god awful in every which way, shape, and form, but you still find something valuable to learn from them or even develop a kind of understanding towards them? Well, Either way, now you know what this episode's going to be about. In light of the last couple of episodes, I spent a lot of time working in the furniture store alongside this business consultant. As I mentioned before, we were hired within, I think, one day apart, maybe two days apart from each other, almost for the same job. He had told us that his daughter came in by herself one day and recommended that he work there. And he told us that he sold his company, which was the most successful landscaping company in the western US, to his employees, and decided to come out of retirement to help small businesses like this furniture store. And about a month later, we discovered he was 49, and his daughter had to be helped moving from place to place due to very severe cerebral palsy. And there was always this talk of a big game in some capacity from him. And if he didn't have the proof to back it up, he certainly had the narcissism and the physical feats to shut naysayers up. He was about 6 feet 2 inches, weighing around 265 pounds, walking around 265, I should say. And he was insanely strong. I had seen this man carry entire couches by himself over his shoulder and he fed himself through these healthy meal prep services and rockstar energy drinks. That's all I had seen him do, eat, or drink. And this was typically when the first eyebrow was raised for me. He said he was naturally strong and he competed in bodybuilding shows where he had to be drug tested every other day to make sure he stayed natural for the competition. But his body would say otherwise. He had something of a gut, the usual gut that you see in powerlifters, but certainly not most bodybuilders, and his skin was always pink, as if he was sunburned. I told my personal trainer about him once, the guy who lifted dressed like a pirate on Halloween, for those who remember that episode, and he claimed he was using steroids. To which I responded, yeah, I I guess that would make sense. I tried to be diplomatic as I could about it. I mean, he is 49. And the trainer then leaned in with a smile on his face and his arms slightly out and said, he's juicing. And the physical appearance wasn't suspect for some sort of substance abuse. His temperament certainly was. He would make sure that I knew when I made a mistake He would threaten people, usually about my same size, which compared to him was, at the time, 5'6", 5'7", on a good day, and I believe I was at 130, 140 pounds. I was still physically recovering from Amazon, so I wasn't at my best weight, but he would surround himself with people like that, and He would threaten people who would speak up against him, even going so far as to say, if anybody has a problem with me, I'll just fucking tear them apart. 
and he wasn't afraid to lay hands on people. Which is why the threats felt so much more intimidating. Case in point, Exhibit A. We were landscaping because the boss said she wanted to make the outside look more appealing before the snow kicked in, and the consultant was a licensed arborist, which I later found this to be true. And he was notoriously meticulous the whole time. Being something of an apprentice, I guess, he was constantly appalled by how unaware I was of planting trees, and at one point, he grabbed me by the coat, picked me up with one arm off my feet, and said, No, stand right fucking there. I had never felt so emasculated before. I mean, I've done jujitsu and grappled and gotten lifted up, sure, but never so effortlessly. And never so effortlessly with one hand. Later that day, he made me drive an excavator and a small bulldozer in order to scoop up the old dirt and plant the new trees that we had on the side of the building. Now, in addition to never planting a tree in my life, I had never driven an excavator or a bulldozer in my life. And I was learning all of this <laughs> in the rain, including how to move the bucket up and down, which led to dirt mixing with rainwater and drenching the sidewalk and the road with mud. Apparently, we were at the risk of getting charged with vandalism on the streets. And I could hear the consultant screaming at me and trying to tell me what to do. But wouldn't you know it, those things have some loud-ass engines. And I stared at him like a dumbass trying to read his lips. And a few hours later, he stopped since he was being, according to him, celebrated at the University of Utah football game and told me to park the machines when I was done, and he swore to God if I hit the fire extinguisher or the street signs, I was going to have to deal with a $5,000 fine for each. I was the last person working at that store that day, and on that day, I made a vow to myself. I made a vow to find a better job, to never let myself in these situations again, and to be the best employee possible at this job. That way, when I leave the job, I can say, no matter how shitty the circumstances were, the store would not be what it was without me. This was me quietly suffering to be the bigger man and learn something that I would need to learn from this experience. And despite the fact that he was definitely a piece of shit, the consultant also acknowledged this. A few days later, after I cleaned up the street and parked all the machinery, I was at the front desk talking with the Iranian woman as the consultant invited himself into the conversation, as he usually did. When the Iranian woman had told us that she had worked hard behind the desk while we were outside planting trees, the consultant walked up to her almost defensively and pointed at me without losing eye contact with her, saying only, stand next to him and tell me you worked hard. For a moment, I was pleasantly surprised. Maybe we both kind of lost our tempers in the heat of the moment, and even though we both strongly disliked each other, we figured out a way to work together. Maybe that's what was going on. 
then I remembered that the workload for a woman who is at least in her 60s is very different than a 25-year-old man who weightlifts frequently. And there's an interesting concept that's in a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Highly recommend, by the way. And the concept is called Think Win-Win. If someone wins, everyone wins. And I realized that in order to bring me up, he chose to bring her down. And I couldn't help but wonder how good a mentor is who will disrespect you. That's when I decided to be careful. Be a team player. Don't give them any reason to have beef with you. Then get out as fast as you can. But I wasn't the only one who had issues with this. When we were setting out furniture, the Christian voiced what he saw after I told him I was actually scared to do my job around the consultant. And the Christian was very, very honest. I'm not gonna lie, man, he confessed. It actually makes me really sad that you say that because we need you. We need a salesman. And he never knew this, but I was in the store when you two were alone. And just based on the way that the consultant was talking to you, it was really clear he thought you two were alone. And I didn't say nothing because I didn't know if you two had that kind of work relationship that you would let him talk to you like that. Don't let him do that, man. Stand up for yourself. Like, you don't have to feel like you have to lay down because you're trying to work well together. I mean, the consultant's not your boss. Your boss is your boss. And if you're worried about him doing something, fight back. Don't be afraid to do something. I've seen you lift stuff, man. You can do some damage. Like, yeah, he's got bazookas. He's a big dude. But you've got shotguns. So don't be afraid to use them. I already made up my mind about the consultant and the store weeks prior to that conversation. But it was good to know that I wasn't alone in this struggle. But there are a lot of people, myself included, that wonder why I didn't leave immediately versus what I actually did, which was wait until I had another job lined up. Honestly, it was out of desperation. Because, let's be honest, after talking about this with many people, the ultimate consensus should have been I should have just left that job as soon as the consultant laid hands on me and filed a lawsuit for assault and battery. I think specifically towards the consultant and then towards the boss for allowing that kind of work environment to exist. But I stayed out of desperation. I didn't have the money to be able to just leave when I wanted to and pretend like I could handle rent and groceries on my own. But I now discover that I should have just left, not only because of the danger and the disrespect, but because of the self-esteem. By staying in that job, I was subconsciously telling myself, this is what you're worthy of, because this is what you'll stay for. But here's the flip side to that. When you realize that it's not what you want and that 
lack of not wanting is strong enough to change your subconscious thinking, you'll find some incredible realizations about you that you would have never learned without them. I wouldn't know how capable I actually was without these horrible experiences. I wouldn't have known what my patience level is, how carefully I need to watch that, how I need to relegate that and regulate it. And I mean, let's be honest here. All of those are important, but I wouldn't have seen the consultant get fired which was both one of the most amazing and one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen in my life. And that's something you'll have to wait until next week to hear. In the meantime, though, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Get Lost So You Can Find Your Way Home. I hope this episode leaves you better than it found you, and if you're in need of any services, whether that's for anxiety or for smoking problems, feel free to click the link in the show notes to set up an appointment with me, and I would love to help in any way I can. Thank you as always, and until next time, here's to finding your way.